Good afternoon, everybody. Happy hump day. It is time to head back to the window Wednesday style. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do it every afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we help you head back to the window to cash those winning tickets. It's Wednesday, Scott. It's uh, the day after solstice. It only is downhill from here. All the days will be getting longer from here on out. You excited about that? I'm excited the fact that it's already Wednesday. Okay. All right. What's that? What's that meme? Uh, man, what a week, Captain. It's Wednesday. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, I don't know that I've that seen was that also one. Also, a meme for a bit. Hey, no, I'll send that one to you later. Absolutely. Uh, T-Train in the house is good afternoon, everyone. My question today is this. For the first time in my 62 years, I really listened to the words of Jingle Bell Rock. What is a jingle whore? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. Jingle bells. I can, okay, now I'm going to have to listen to that fucking song. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Now, now I'm going to have to do uh, 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 some Jingle Bell Rock here this afternoon. James S is in the house looking good, bro. No homo. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. This is my, uh, this is the, uh, I don't know what day we are on of, uh, the shirt vent calendar, but this is my shirt of the day from the wife. You guys are regular listeners. You know, my wife's been giving me shirts for about a week now for Christmas. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Michael Hall in the house, Brad Crawford. What up? Said nice winner on the Eagles last night. Uh, thank you, Philly. Didn't mess with the under can't bet under 40 points. I get the logic there. It certainly didn't pay off yesterday. Uh, <laughs> that, that it really fell apart once the uh, questionable PI was called against Philly on that third and seven because Washington was doing nothing for about two and a half quarters. Underthrown deep ball. You know this story before. They throw a questionable flag. 37 yards. Washington scores a touchdown anyway on the drive. If they punted there, we would have had a shot. I wouldn't have said we would have been a lock to cash or anything. But that definitely blew a decent amount of our chances. We'd have been a, we'd have been a lot more of a shot uh, than we without those thirty seven yards. Uh, Scott, nice and clean shaven. Well done, buddy. Yeah. No, Thank no, you. no two o'clock shadow. Very good. Ryan Page says UTSA screwed me last night. Me, me. Yep, absolutely. They, they started off so well. well. That was the thing, though. Is we've said it before when we're doing bowl previews several days in advance. You're not going to have all the information. And when UTSA's best player, the day after we make the video, opts out of the bowl game, yeah. then we obviously liked UTSA a lot less than we did in the video. Yeah, that's why we really didn't hammer on UTSA too much on the show yesterday. Just without Sincere McCormick, in the first couple drives, it was like, Sincere who? No problem at all. But, yeah, that's uh, that, that, that didn't hold up. It was really the defense because when you give up 38 points to San Diego State, that kind of just sums up how bad the defense actually performed. They couldn't get a stop. And that was surprising because that, that had been a pretty good defense, especially against the run throughout the season. So um, San Diego State, they righted the ship, man. That, that's a team that can play with anybody in the country when they're right, and they can lose to anybody just about when they're wrong. So IUPUI team total uh, under, under 51 and a half, and they hit a meaningless free throw down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the IUPUI thing. The the uh, rest, rest in peace, the IUPUI um, unders, because that ended up, 
132 last night, I think, Scott. Well, that's how you know, though, that IUPUI still has potential for the unders because the game went over by like 20 points, and yet the team total went over by a half on a meaningless free throw. Oh. So they didn't exactly contribute much to that over. No, it's, it, you just expected a better, and I knew better because I took it as a premium play. And, you know, I'd, I'd spent, like, we'd, we'd been hammering this, and I'd spent the last three three times talking about all their offensive in, in uh, inabilities. So I talked yesterday about how good they were on defense. Now they're underrated as a defensive team. And of course, they go out and give up 80. So I, I take all the blame for that one, guys. Uh, whether it's unders or whether you're taking the, the other team minus the points, I think taking the spread might be the points because you might have to start giving uh, IUPUI or not even start, just give them the William & Mary treatment. Yeah. Because both those teams don't really cover against anybody. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I started my day with a nice premium win as we faded, uh, faded William and Mary. And that's hasn't been a bad strategy yet this year. And it wasn't again today. So that's an awful team. My God. Ryan Page says, I put it big on Army tonight. Um, it's really no secret where I stand on this game. If you, if you guys have read our, our confidence uh, contest at all that we're doing over at Winners and Winers, I have this rated as my number one game. And that was before... That was at Army minus three and a half before all the opt-outs, injuries, just straight sit-downs for Mizzou that they're doing with Connor Bazelak. So that was that was when uh, Beatty wasn't going to be there, and that was when Carlos, uh, the defensive back, the tackle, leading tackler, defensive captain, he's out too. Montez? Montez. Manuel? Yeah. What's that? I said Carlos? Yeah, Montez. Montez Manuel? Montez Manuel, sorry. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, Cavaliers are in the central plus 1500. I know Scott would love that because he's got, uh, a little piece of, uh, of Cavaliers coach, um, for coach of the year, right? No, I got the opposite. Oh, you need I him. Got, that's right. You need her, to, you need him. Need, and Monty Williams. That's right. Coach of the year right now. Uh, Bickerstaff's my biggest nemesis towards cashing a decent payday, but for Cleveland tonight and just in general, I have a hard time taking them right now because of the COVID issues they have. You're looking at the actual lineup for this team. They still have Garland, and he's still a very solid player, but they're missing the pretty important guys. They're missing Jared Allen. They're missing Evan Mobley because of protocols. So that's why Cleveland is a big underdog tonight against Boston. They can still cover potentially because Boston's not very good, and Boston's also missing some players. But I'm not going to exactly sprint to the window to take Cleveland when they're missing the main reason why they've been good, which is their post-defense, because when you're missing your two best shot blockers and you have Kevin Love as your replacement big man, I do think that Boston's going to get a lot of, let's just say, makeable shots by the rim. And, and Kevin Love is questionable for this one, so it's possible they may, not, may even, not even play. They may not even have Kevin Love. So just as far as, win, as, far as winning the division... And they don't have Ed Davis either, by the way. So they're missing their third-string center as well. So they really don't have any centers of any kind. No, abs absolutely true. J.C. Stone says everybody's on Army tonight. Ooh-ah! Uh, that you blame him? That, I don't. It worries me. I got to be honest with you. I liked it when it was a, this was a lot sneakier, but I knew I knew it would be, get on everybody's radar screen eventually um, as it got closer. So, no. It's I also just, the only bowl game on the card today, so that, yeah. that helps out. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about yesterday's action. Let's uh, oh, you talk about them, them to win the Central Division. No, James, James. By the way, just just quickly, James. I understand you mean for them to win the Central. I'm saying just in general, no. I don't know how long those players are going to be out with COVID, so you might want to wait until they potentially come back because the last thing you want to do is bet it now 
and then it turns out the guys are missing for another week and they lose about three or four in a row. I would wait for them to just to be about just, I'd say right when they're about to return and then you can bet it. But there is always the question mark of how long these guys are going to be out with COVID. I want to know, I want to know what kind of price you're getting too. Cause I, I think, you know, obviously uh, you've got to, you're betting a couple things there. You're betting the bulls to fade. You're betting the bulls to be pretenders feel fade back to middle of the pack and you're counting on Cleveland to overtake and 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 hold off the Bucks. So I mean, right now, what are they? They're half game up on the Bucks right now. Yeah. So it is going to come down to the COVID issue. Now, the good thing is, if the news today out of South Africa is they are already seeing a steep decline in Omicron cases. So it looks like, knock on wood, it looks like is a very fast burn and a very quick decline. So hopefully that will be the case when it comes to well the population in general and sports where we won't have to deal with this shit for another three fucking months is what I'm saying. Hopefully, mm. maybe, maybe, maybe in four weeks we'll be past it. I don't know. That's my hope mm. anyway. So uh, that's that's really what it comes down to. You have to, you have to factor that in. How many games those guys are going to be out? I don't hate it, and it all comes down to price. What do you What are you getting price wise on Cleveland on the Cleveland Cavaliers, Scott? Where, where would you Where would you, you book plus it? At? 1500. Plus plus so fifteen hundred. I, like, I like the price. Yeah. I'm just acknowledging that COVID could potentially cause that price to even increase if they lose a couple in a row. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could you could get eighteen hundred in a week. Um, no no question about it. If they if they go on a little mini slump there. So, yeah, very good. Um, good live opportunities if you're so inclined on the pitch. Tottenham minus 120, Texas minus 15. Scott, you have a funny story about that Texas game. Couldn't quite get yourself to pull the trigger, and you paid the price. No, I pulled the trigger. The issue was that I took him first half minus one and a half, yeah. and I got the rainbow wheel of death where you put the play in. It's loading for what feels like three years, and by the time that you actually finish loading – the bet's no longer available, and, and of course, the bet ends up winning in the end. Oh, okay, okay. I, I I thought you I thought you had declined putting it. In. I didn't know you failed. No, I hit the button. It just turned out that it took too long to load, so I didn't actually get it in. All right, very good. Uh, Browns backer in the house. What up, BB? Good to see you. Uh, good to see you getting out and about, man. That's uh, I just I just I'm I, I'd still be feeling. I still feel for you, brother. Uh, Scott, let's talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. Let's get her uh, let's get her off and rolling here as we uh. As we usually do, start the show with the with the good news and the bad news, the winners, the whiners. By the way, guys, don't forget to like us. Don't forget to like our show. Uh, give us a thumbs up, if you would, please. Uh, if you're listening somewhere else, if you're on Facebook, of course, uh, leave us a comment. Give us the, uh, the, the old thumbs up there on Facebook as well. Twitch. I don't know. What do you do on Twitch, Scott? Throw golden coins or I don't know how that uh, works. You follow. Okay, yeah, follow us on Twitch. Do that. And, of course, check out our buddy. Chris King, as he does his show every day, just parlays with Jim Williams. Um, that's uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time every single day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Winners Winner Sports Betting Network. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about who took it in the shorts last night. Scott, who are those people that were whining? Who are the people that had UTSA, for example? Uh, I wouldn't exactly call the cops, but you know you know who you are. You get the boat. Let's find out who had to pick up the phone and dial 911 in today's edition of Call the Cops. All right, Scott. Let's uh, let's start in NCAA basketball. If you're playing the Ivy League, Dartmouth plus three and a half against Cal State Bakersfield. 
Very nice. Dartmouth trailed by three points with just two seconds left. Two seconds left. Player got fouled on a three-point shot. Uh, missed two of his three free throws. <laughs> fouled Cal State Bakersfield with one second left. Of course, if you didn't know what's coming, you're not paying attention to what segment this is. He drained them both. Dartmouth loses by four. That is a new and interesting way to shoot yourself in the foot. Oh, my God. If you had Dartmouth right there. Plus three and a half, kids. It's time to call the cops. And looking at more college basketball, you had Oakland plus the 11 and a half against Michigan State. He trailed by 10 with less than 20 seconds left. You see some teams take a shot clock violation, but not Michigan State. They missed a shot. So you got the miss you needed. But Michigan State got the offensive rebound. So now they can really run out the entire clock. But nah, they decided to dunk the ball and ended up winning the game by 12. If you're playing Harvard and Howard under 146, uh, to quote the inimitable Tommy Shaw, you may have too much time on your hands. I digress, however. Scott, you were sitting 127 with two minutes left. Holy shit. That's that's That's... 19 points? 10 points a minute? You're golden. Uh, no. They put up 19 points in the last 155. The game landed 146. We talk about it all the time. There's really no such thing as a push-push. There's a push-loss or a push-win. That's a push-loss right there, kids. If you had Harvard Howard under 146, ugh, call the cops. That's really bad as it comes. 19 points in the final 155. That's got to hurt. Brutal. All right, guys. Well, the opposite side. It's the good news out there. By the way, you like our new colors? Is that is that orange or is that red? It's red. Very festive. Ah, it looks orange. Okay. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it looked red on our, in our names. But anyway, okay. I'm easily distracted today, guys. Hey, let's find out. Who was sitting where you want to be sitting? Who was in that place of comfort? Who was uh, who was riding the lazy boy today as they were sitting in the rocking chair? So, first one, we got to talk more about some awful football in the NFL because if you ended up having the under in the Seahawks and Rams game, You had yourself a nice winner there because of the fact that both teams decided to do nothing for the entire, well, game, entire game. That one way to put it. I mean, you had six points in the first half game landed 30. The issue is that the total in that game was a nice and cool 47. So the game went under by 17 points. Mm. Very, very good. Uh, Moving back to the NBA. If you had the Pistons, Knicks under 206. 85 points in the first half. No, I'm not going to tell you some miracle story of the second half. Uh, They did put up 111, but that wasn't enough. This game landed 196. You had the under 206. You were sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had Albany, plus three and a half against Lehigh, uh, they led by 24 at the half. That's right. They were plus three and a half, and they led by 24 at halftime, one by 16. Oddsmakers weren't drunk. They were shooting smack, apparently, on that one. Not good. Not good yep. at all. Uh, Scott, let's uh, let's talk about the people that made us sad. That made us sad today. They didn't. They didn't piss us off. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> 
All right, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take this one, buddy. We haven't done one in a couple of days. Go ahead. So we got to go to the NBA, and there was one matchup which was actually on TV. It was the early TNT game between the Indian, uh, the Indiana Pacers, and the Miami Heat. And the Pacers have had some pretty favorable spots this season in which they've completely no-showed. They faced off against Denver earlier this season with no Jokic, no Porter, no Murray, and they lost outright. They faced off against Milwaukee with no Middleton and no Giannis. They also lost the game outright by double digits. And then yesterday, they were two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Heat. The Heat with no Jimmy Butler and no Bam Adebayo. And the Pacers still lost by 29 points. That's awful. That's I don't know. I don't even know how you do that, Scott. I saw that score. I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't aren't Butler and Adebayo out? Yep, yep. I checked, and they certainly were. How, how did you did you watch any of that game? How did that happen? Uh, see, Miami scored about 29 more points than Indiana, so Miami won by 29. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in that answer, Scott. By the way, Tony, uh, to answer to answer that point, I shaved after the play lost, so you cannot blame me for that one. By the way. Um, I think I'm going to go completely smooth. Uh, first of the year, I think that's my. I think that's going to be my New Year's. Okay. New Year's. That's list. your resolution. Everything, everything, everything goes. Now I'm not going to go bald, but I'm going to very short on top, and then all the all. By the way, Browns backer, I said that during the video yesterday. I said, I mean, we like Stafford to throw a pick. It didn't work last time. You know, he has to throw one. He threw one immediately in the first half. Yeah, it didn't even, even it didn't even, uh, there was no, there was no drama or suspense. It was like second drive. Uh, I believe it was the, like the first play of the second quarter, but okay. he threw it directly at a defender with no receiver around him. Ah, God bless you, Matt Stafford. You can change the jersey, but you can't change who you are. Um, all right, well, we talked a little bit about this game. Let's find out. Uh, Let's find out, Scott, who it was. Who was the gambling hero of the day? All right, so we talked about this UTSA game. Uh, San Diego State quarterback Lucas Johnson. You know, when we did our preview, we talked a lot about, uh, about Frank. We didn't talk about Lucas too much. And he was the guy. I that thought Brookshire might start. San Diego State's been rotating quarterbacks all year long. Yeah, yeah. Brookshire, in fact, started the last game. Started the uh, start. Started their uh, last game of the season, right? Yeah, he's awful. But I thought that he was going to play yeah, because they, he had played the conference title game. Yeah, they both have been awful. Uh, but Johnson, not awful yesterday again against a good Roadrunners defense that just didn't show up. Johnson at three hundred thirty-three yards passing, three touchdowns through the air, one touchdown on the ground. As we mentioned, San Diego State wins over the UTSA by 14. San Diego State was a three-point favorite in that one. 11-point cover. Congratulations, uh, Lucas Johnson. I'm sure you'll receive many awards and have already throughout your illustrious career, but I'm sure this one will have a very special place because you are our gambling hero of the day. I feel like I was also a senior, so this was the final game of his career with San Diego State. I don't think he could have played any better. That's about as good as you'll ever see a San Diego State quarterback play. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably true. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But uh, someday. To, uh, Magellan Sports says to the G League. <laughs> okay, yeah, to the with the Pacers. Yeah, Pacers. So the Pacers should go. You know, we've talked. We've talked before on the various shows that we've done about how you and I would both like to see 
relegation in all sports about how fun that would be. I think it'd be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Jets would have been relegated like a decade and a half ago. So they, I would have had to evolve, but you know, they would probably continue. Can you continue to get relegated? Like would the Jets be playing like in D3 right now? Japan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You've been relegated out of the country. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. So interesting card tonight. We got the, uh, we got the Missouri Army game. We've talked a little bit about it. Of course, we dropped we dropped the video. Um, I guess the the update there: Mizzou missing all three captains, missing uh, uh, missing Tyler Beatty, who's I don't know. You got you say this a lot, like maybe one of the best running backs you've never heard of. Uh, what fourth in the nation, third in the nation rushing, sixteen hundred yards, six point one yards. When per you carry. lead the SEC in rushing yards, and you play at Missouri. I think that's a testament to how good you actually are. Yeah, especially behind a pretty uh, average Mizzou line. wasn't wasn't a great O line. Certainly wasn't a great line for Bazelak. Um, But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard to replace him. Uh, we saw what happened with UTSA yesterday when Sincere McCormick was out, and they tried to replace him. It didn't go well. So uh, Jets would be three and eight in D three. Magellan Sports speaks the truth, Scott. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is. Do they have draft picks in D3? <laughs> yes, but you can only choose NAIA players. You can only draft players okay. below your level. So, um, yeah, good times. You know, I, I, I saw a lot of NAIA football when my daughter was in college, and all those guys play NAIA football. They all think they're going to the NFL. They all think there's a path to the league, even though, you know, like, one or two. I'm trying guys. to think what the percentage of NIIA players to make it like less like point one. Oh God. In the NFL? No, yeah, that, that one. That would be one out of even too high? No, that's way too high. That would be one out of a thousand. Yeah, no way do one out of a thousand NAIA players go to the NFL. I'd say maybe at another decimal that maybe point, point zero one? I think that's closer. I think one in okay. ten one in ten thousand, I think, is probably getting closer. But okay. it was, you know, it was funny you'd have all the you know, these guys are like yeah, 6'2", 240, playing, playing right tackle. Like, I'm ready to go to the league. Like, you are not ready to go to I'm the sure league. I'm sure you're ready to go to the league. They're just <laughs> not ready for you. The league is definitely not ready for you. Um, So, Mizzou, you like, what do you like for the total there? I told you, my, my, play, of the, my, my play of the day is I've got Army money line in the over. I, I think Army could put up 42 by themselves. I think we'll get a little something out of Mizzou. I think they could. Because I mentioned, I mean, we both like Army in this game. I had Army minus six and a half as my play of the day. My, I said on air, Army should score at least half of their drives, or on at least half of their drives, and I was being modest. They should realistically score, like, at least 75%. If you just look at how good they are at running the ball and how awful Missouri is at stopping the run, I don't really see much of a path for Missouri to get stops unless you have the occasional fluky turnover or you have the occasional penalty that puts them behind the sticks. But in reality, I really don't know how Missouri's defense gets off the field. So I can understand why you like the over. The issue I have is let's just say Army does score 31. Let's say that Arbrag mentions Army's team total, and let's say Army does go over barely. They score 31 points. Do I think that Missouri can score 24 I don't know the answer to that. No, I've got to so have... I feel like if you like the over, you should take the Army team total over instead. That's not a bad play. That's not that's not bad. You got to you got to have 35 38 out of Army. 
Uh, Scott, I'm, it's addressed to you. You want to talk about uh, Zach Vaughn there on Facebook? His, his comment on Facebook, his comment. Uh, I mean, people are going to say whatever they want because they think that my play is half the hit every time. I'm playing the odds. I'm finding value with what I can. And, yeah, we've made money. So if you lose one occasionally, then it is what it is. But I won yesterday, so I don't really know why they're mad at me. But whatever. Now you, and you don't you don't read or interact with your comment section a lot, do you? I do sometimes. I can't say that I do it all the time. But most of the time when I see a comment or something it's some people either just commenting the opposite of what i picked and right. i'm just like all right i don't really know what the point is of you clicking on the video if you're going to disagree with me anyway but they're, just giving, you know, your, they're giving their opinion they're not saying you're a moron they're, they're like opinion, on the other side <laughs> just like yeah they don't even say that though they just like it just goes army and somebody just goes missouri i'm like all right like i, I don't know what that what that does for me but I don't, I don't really you know mind if people disagree or have comments or whatever yep. they can do what they want I'm just trying to make people money. The majority of people that listen to my picks have made money. So, yeah, it is what it is. If you fade me, good luck to you. That's all I'm saying. I like I like when I'm like when I'm you like when you're cold, you ever have people like put your record in there? Man, you're 2 and 5. Like I didn't know. Really? I, I don't even care. I don't keep, you know, I didn't watch this shit. Like, I know my favorite Of course I know what my you, fucking you record lose is. lose like 2 in a row. And the person just says, this guy never wins. Oh, yeah. Why is he still on the air? I'm like, I just won eight in a row. Like, two, <laughs> like before the, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. It, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't bother me though. I don't care. You know, it comes with the territory. Yeah, it really does. I'm cool with it. So we talked about that. We've got a uh, interesting college basketball card tonight. Got a few, got a few games. A few games have been canceled. Um, like I said, we we had some early action as Valpo just absolutely hammered Bill and Mary. Uh, Texas playing now. Scott, does St. Thomas just go around playing terrible teams? I'm playing Denver. Uh, Denver. Well, that's, well, that's that's kind of the situation where they're in. Because playing, it's just a matter of when the horizon new. there. They didn't. Ex- yeah, they didn't exactly join in general a powerhouse conference. <laughs> they didn't, uh, they're, they're in the r- summit, right? Right. Is it? This, I, I always get the horizon in the summit. Completely. I'm saying they're in the summit, okay. so it's not like they're supposed to play good teams throughout the entire season. I mean, St. Thomas lost the first game of the season for me against Chicago State. They've been, for a D3 team that just made the jump, they could be worse. Yeah. That's how I'd put it. Agreed. Um, R. Bragg says uh, they've not been around long enough. Nothing better than a Reichel deep dive in college basketball. I agree. You are very knowledgeable. We've talked about our difference in styles where I'm more of a numbers guy about what is happening uh, what are they doing? I don't really care. I don't. I don't have. I don't have the bandwidth anymore, Scott, for the uh, two and three deep on a hundred basketball teams and and all of that. I have to. I have to be more reliant on the numbers themselves. While you have the engine, I, I would say I'm a guy that can like change the oil and the brakes, and you're a guy that can get in there and uh, you know maybe fucking uh, put some new pistons in that that kind of thing. You you are a deep diver when it comes to uh, college basketball. No question about it. And I think it's because you love it. It's your favorite sport, right? Yeah. Somebody made that, asked that question to me on Twitter yesterday. And I responded saying, if you're passionate about the sport, then you find it easier to actually follow it. But I've kind of been taking it easy on college basketball this season. The COVID issues don't exactly help when half the games are getting canceled or what feels like half the games. But I had a deep dive on Bradley yesterday against Sam Houston State and they covered by, I think, 23. There so that go. was a nice winner. There you go. I had a baby. I did a very shallow dive on Valparaiso against William and Mary, and they uh, covered by twelve. So, 
Yeah. It all works. Tennessee, Arizona tonight. Arizona playing some pretty damn good basketball, Scott. Maybe a little bit of an understatement there. Um, Tennessee, uh, home team in this one. That's, is that, that's not neutral, is it? No, that's a home team. What do you think of this Tennessee team, bud? Lost to Texas Tech. Uh, I think... Nice win over Colorado. Uh, what do you think? Tennessee is a team that's classic Rick Barnes. They're a team that's offensively going to look painful to watch for some games and other games randomly score 80 points against garbage opponents, but against good teams offensively, they usually don't do much defensively. They are very good. I will give them props for that. They are a good defensive team. They're going to lose one of the first two rounds of the tournament because it's Rick Barnes in the NCAA tournament. But for the sake of this matchup here, I'm looking at a spot where I do think Tennessee is the inferior team here. I really like Arizona. And we talked about them as soon as Arizona killed Michigan by what felt like 20-something points in that neutral site game a couple of weeks ago. But Arizona's really good. There's really not much else you need to say. I said they got a shot to win the Pac-12. But when you're averaging 91 points per game and you're giving up 62 points per game, give or take, and you're also averaging over 44 rebounds per game, you really are just stuffing the stat sheet in pretty much every area. And I do think Tennessee offensively just has significantly less firepower than Arizona. Now, the only thing that would be concerning would be the fact that, of course, it's taking place in Tennessee, and you have to wonder, with Tennessee being undefeated at home, if this is going to be one of those spots where you just back the home team because you expect them to put together an inspired performance. It's either Arizona or pass for me, though, because I do think Arizona is just that much better than Tennessee on a talent perspective. You well, I worry I worry that uh, uh, Tubelis, and I'm probably saying that wrong, um, is really kind of their... Uh, Kind of, kind of part of the part of, part of the twin tire, part of the twin towers there with uh, Coloco. He's questionable for this one with a hand injury, so I kind of want to know his status before I'm willing to lay, uh, you know, any kind of. Although Arizona catching here, they're catching one though. I know it was two on the overnight and moved down a bit to one. It wouldn't surprise me if this closes a pick'em because I really just see a lot of money coming in on Arizona. I think you'll eventually get a little bit of sharp buyback on Tennessee because they are the playing in their, of course, home stadium, and they've been really good there. So I do think that you might see a little bit of a, of a potential uh, buyback on Tennessee coming in late. But I really like this Arizona team. I think they're really good. They're monsters. They're absolutely monsters on the offensive side of the ball. It's really going to come down to if that Tennessee defense can slow down Arizona enough to get it done. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Scott, they're, they're yet to play. It's it's kind of an unproven spot because um, Tennessee is yet to play a real team at home, quote unquote. You know, yeah. they've, everything they've played has either been on the road or neutral site. I've, I've got to take the better team here, don't I? I, I, can't, I can't get away from it. I think you it. do. If I had to make one pick on this one, regardless of the actual line movement, I like the under in this game. It's at around 153 and a half. But Arizona's offense is really good. Their defense is also really good. We know Tennessee, with Barnes, is not afraid to sit on the ball no. when needed. And offensively against good teams, they've been awful. Yeah, and they. my, my problem with that is they've played, what, two and a half real teams? They played Villanova, North Carolina, and Colorado. They give up 71-72 to North Carolina and Villanova. They did hold Colorado on the road to 54. I'm not sure how good this Colorado team is at the end of the year. They started off well. 
I'm not sure that's a team that's going to have the stamina um, or the staying power to, to be where they are right now. So I don't know how good that 15-point win on the road is for Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's it's again, it's, I'm with you. It's, it's Arizona or a pass. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm going to catch underdog. much more than a point. If you want to bet Arizona, I would advise you to catch it now. Yeah, I'm looking at the under, though. I, I do believe that Tennessee's offense will struggle against the length of this Arizona team. So I do think you will see them, for, let's just say, force up a lot of questionable jump shots, which might not fall. But I do think this total seems a little bit high for Tennessee, don't you? I agree. Uh, yeah, if that's it's it's going to be it's going to be game flow. If if I think I think it's a yeah. great spot for a live play. I think you can watch five minutes of this and have a really good idea how it's going to go. Our Brax is. Yeah, a, I think you can. It's a watch and enjoy. Uh, that's probably what it's going to be for me. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what it's going to be for me. But just looking at the line right now, I think Arizona and the unders the move. But you know. If you want yeah. to take the home team, though, minus one, I don't mind it because of just the fact Tennessee's so good at home, but I can't do it. I know you'll be you'll be sitting at home betting Army touchdown drive props. Mizzou of course. Punt, Mizzou punt drive prop. Uh, the, the Mizzou punt, I don't know about because at some point you're going to see a, tri- a fake punt or something because they're really desperate, and that counts as a turnover. Right. So I'm going to have to be a little bit hesitant on the Missouri drives, but – Army should get into plus territory minimum every play, and they're not going to plus territory to kick field goals. Fair enough. Um, I want to fade Nebraska-Omaha tonight. Not exactly breaking news or a hot take. They are at home. They're catching 12.5. I don't give a shit. This defense is awful, just awful, giving up 39.2% from downtown. Going up Western Western Illinois, a team that can score some points, Scott. They're very, very good. Shooting from not bad. distance, they shoot thirty nine percent. No, they shoot thirty nine percent from three point land. Ten and two on the season, seven and three against the number. Uh, it's hard to go wrong fading uh, Uno, and uh, I'm going to do it. Uno though's been okay against the number, so four I guess and, that's the scariest part. But yeah, they're not very good. They've been better against the number than they were earlier in the year. Uh, West Virginia was a game I thought about maybe jumping into. At the end of the day, I didn't want to lay a double digits with this road team. But it's not because I have some respect for Uno. I, I think Western Illinois is actually a good team. They might have a shot to sneakily be a contender in the conference. We'll see. But I actually like that team. Offensively, they're really good. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I had them. Uh, I, 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 played, I played the under in the Eastern Illinois game just because Eastern Illinois is, is so awful. But I got to watch a little bit of that game, and yeah, they're very good, and they they do well against bad teams. They put up ninety seven against Central Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, beat Eastern Illinois by seventy one. Uh, they kind of struggled against at Denver, which is weird. But uh, I Nebraska Omaha is on a whole different level of suck. Uh, Auburn. I see somebody asked. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go I ahead. saw somebody asking about that game. I got no thoughts. You have the Auburn off the court scandal stuff where Bruce Pearl. I believe is still suspended, right? He's not going to be on the sideline for this game. Uh, that is my understanding. Yes. So you have a interim coach, but Auburn's at home. We backed Murray State against Memphis because we didn't really like Memphis that much. Auburn's much better than that team. Do I want to lay twelve with Auburn? Not really. But do I want to receive twelve with a team that is really just outmatched at almost every position? No. So I'm staying away. I got no interest in this game. You? 
Uh, no. Um, I, I just there's too much uncertainty for me. I can't do it. There's better opportunities on the board. I don't like. I don't like to bet into turmoil. Hey, speaking of turmoil, uh, and we'll talk about the army. We'll talk about the Saturday NFL games probably tomorrow, but we'll we'll touch on them here briefly if you want. But um, let's talk about let's talk about Dustin Crumb, Scott, because you pointed it out. You you retweeted a tweet that talked about how he was absolutely ignored after scoring his touchdown there for, for Kent State. and Starting quarterback. Start, yeah, starting quarterback, sorry. A um, little context. Yeah, starting quarterback for Kent State. And uh, scored a touchdown. Nice little run. He gets one kind of, a, kind of a hip bump from an offensive lineman, and that was it, Scott. Nobody else really talked to him. And you have a theory. You've heard a story about what that might be about. There have been some rumors going around that the entire Kent State locker room hates the starting quarterback, Dustin Crum, because he, let's just say, lacked faith with regard to one of his teammates' girlfriends. Mm. So he allegedly was sleeping around with one of his teammates' girlfriends, and the locker room basically thinks he's a scumbag, and nobody celebrated a touchdown with the starting quarterback. Brutal. At least that was my understanding. Absolutely brutal. Uh, Zach Vaughn says, I get my, I, I get that Alabama beat my Cougs, but with recent losses, Davis and Memphis, are they overrated? Yes. Yes. Alabama is definitely I, I don't even overrated. know if it's yes or no anymore. Cause I don't even know what they're rated right now. Well, if you still have, think, if you still have, if you still hold Alabama in high regard, then they're overrated. I thought Bama was going to struggle this year because they ended up losing a decent amount of their contributors last year, particularly on defense. When you lose Herbert Jones, who I know isn't a great offensive player, but he was their defense defensive anchor I believe he might have won SEC defensive player of the year last year so when you lose him I'm not surprised they've been struggling on the defensive end let's put it that way agreed Nathan Cerna says lost the farm and the pigs with the bet yesterday oh man that was like we just lost a little piece of our holding that's like what they take for taxes we're fine we lost one piece of bacon it's fine <laughs> we lost a little piece of fat back it's okay it's all right um Christmas day games Cleveland Green Bay. By the way, we might have to do a brief uh, announcement with regard to our schedule for the rest of the week. All right. We should do that. We are going to have our regular show tomorrow, and then we're going to do our NFL show probably on Friday at some point. We'll put our NFL show up, and then that'll be it till Monday, right? Of course, we'll yeah, have. We'll, I, we're, we're trying to end early. I know a lot of people want to celebrate the holidays, including you. I doesn't make a difference to me, so whatever works. You, um, you already had your eight days of of fun, right? I did. I no. had my eight days of Adam Sandler nonstop partying. Um, so that'll be our schedule. Of course, we'll be still be doing our bowl picks. We're still going to try to do those about forty eight hours out. Uh, bowls bowl games don't start for the holidays, and neither do we. So we'll still be doing those. I'll still be doing my uh, plays of the day. I might take. I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm probably going to do. I'm probably going to take. Uh, I'll probably take Saturday night off. I, pro- I probably won't have any NFL picks. I might just take Christmas. Off. I'll probably we'll be see. watching UFC anyway, so that works for me. All right. Thought I thought I cast a four teamer yesterday. Uh, Xavier didn't cover on a tease at plus eleven. They were up in that game early and in, in like late in the first half. I didn't have anything on that, but I was watching that game and uh, I found out a crazy stat in that game. By the way, do you know the last time Xavier won at Villanova? Nineteen seventy four. Nineteen fifty nine. Oh. Wow. They're going way back. Way back. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, Christmas Day games really quick. Like I said, we'll talk about these later. Cleveland, Green Bay. Green Bay minus 7.5, 44.5. 
Both teams at full strength. Green big, Bay. Big F. Uh, I think that's too many points. I'll take I'll take the Browns plus the. the are we sure now. that Green? Are we sure Cleveland's at full strength? That, I'm just I'm I'm handicapping in in a vacuum here, Scott. Without with without. See, not- I'm factoring in. I don't think they're going to be at full strength because they're on the the uh, relative short week, so to speak, for the this game. I, if I don't know who's going to play quarterback, if I'm going to bet it now, I can't bet Cleveland. I don't know who's going to be quarterback. Okay, and that's that's legit. I, I'm just I'm just saying that we're in. A, that's where we're going to take and obviously look at it over the weekend. But for right now, assuming everybody's at full strength, I would likely Cleveland. I don't. Of course, the line probably doesn't reflect full strength. So, the other Saturday Christmas Day game. Uh, so anyway, I have more time. I'll tell you my terrible story. Uh, I know I've shared it before, but a lot of people are about the Christmas Day game against the Dolphins as a Chiefs as a Chiefs fan when I was when I was just a youngin. Um, but anyway, uh, Cleveland Green, uh, excuse me, a- Indianapolis, Arizona is the other one. Arizona pick them. <sighs> you know, just about I'm the fighting time. Arizona all day, every day. You, are you? Give me your logic. I think you have to. Why? The logic. Arizona looks like they're about to implode. So that, that's my logic. The, so you, the issue that you have involves the coaching. So you're taking Arizona. I've never been a Kingsbury guy. Yeah. No, I'm taking Indiana. I said I'm fading Arizona. Oh, I think you said I'm taking Arizona. Okay. I said I'm fading Arizona. Okay. I can't back Arizona. Let down spot for Indy after their big win over New England? I think that they're too busy in the playoff hunt to have a letdown spot. I think uh, you can make the argument they played on Saturday, so the extra day of prep should help them. I can tell you that this one is going to be an absolute uh, difficult one for me to pick because Indianapolis looked really good last week, but we've made this mistake with Arizona before. They play an absolute shit game. You go, well, that team's done. They're imploding. Kingsbury sucks. Kyler Murray's too short, blah, blah, blah. They've had two bad games in a row, though. I know. I know. I'm just saying. We've we've written them off before as pretenders, and they've come back and made us look like fucking chumps. So they didn't do it last week. Just saying it's on the horizon. So, all right. Craig Reynolds for the Detroit Lions. Now, you probably never heard of him. At 112 rushing yards last week. They face off against Jonathan Taylor. Have fun. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. He's Have pretty, fun. That, kid, he's, that kid's pretty good. He really is. He really is. I'm still annoyed, though. I got money on Taylor to win Offensive Player of the Year, and I look up and Cup has 140 yards and two touchdowns in every game. Is he your age? Uh, Taylor? Yeah. Is he a year older I than you? I think we're around the same age. He might be older than you. Well, you were at school when he was there. <laughs> was he playing? Well, I was, but he left early. So, oh, okay. Uh, I, I think we're around the same age. Okay. All right. He is, I'm actually older than him. He's 22. Does that ever make you feel like a piece of shit? Uh, it does. Uh, every now and then when you hear an athlete's coming up, he drops 40 points, and it turns out he's 20 years old, and you're going, what am I doing with my life? Who was the Who was the kid that won the uh, won the U.S. Open out on the West Coast in Seattle um, a few years back? He's he's probably he was the hotshot kid for a minute. Uh, won he won the Masters? Talking about golf? Are you talking about, about golf? Tennis? Golf, golf, golf. I mean, Morikawa won. No, 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 no. Relatively no. young. I no. don't know if that's who you're talking about. No. Um. Uh, anyway, I because I think he was 19, 19 or twenty, and I call I, I texted my kid going, "You feel like a loser now, kid." Well, Hovland's extremely young, and he's no, really good. That no, wasn't Hovland. Um, all right, let's take a look, Scott. We have to do it. We always, we always shed, we always uh, uh, share the good news. No banjos for the first, for only the second time in the last uh, two weeks plus. No banjos today, Scott. So we're gonna have to quietly 
and with with a humble heart, we'll put on our straw hats, we'll climb up gently aboard our John Deere, we'll turn the key ever so slowly, and we'll start that nice tractor up. Scott, it's time for today's Bet the Farm. Nope. Ah. Right barnyard, wrong animal. Well, Scott, we uh, we had our streak stopped yesterday. We are ready to start a new streak today. We have a play from College Basketball hooked up, and this is going to be the Monmouth Hawks, minus four and a half as they take on Hofstra. Um, that's available at minus 110 pretty much everywhere. We put it up on FanDuel. Let me get our... Uh, let me get our official banners up there so you guys can see it. Do, do, do. There we go. All right. No, that's the wrong. That's the wrong play. What's that? That was yesterday's. That was yesterday's play. Why did I not plug in? I plug in all the facts and not plug. Okay. Well, it's going to be Monmouth minus four and a half. Everybody, write it down. Deal right. with it. Sorry, guys. Uh, the playing Hofstra. Hofstra not good on the highway. Just one and five against the number on the road. Monmouth plays very good defense, uh, especially at home. Overall, they're 38.7 allowed from the field, 29.5 from three-point land. As you know, anytime you're holding the team, uh, holding your opposition under 30, that's something you want to concentrate on as far as matchup goes with three-point shooting teams. And finally, Monmouth, good offensive team, especially at home, averaging 80 points per game. They are 10-2 and overall straight up and... As you no doubt were aware, being very, very uh, uh, attentive sports bettors, they're twelve and zero against the number. How are we gonna? How are we gonna fade that, Scott? Answer: We're not. We're taking Monmouth minus the four and a half as they entertain Hofstra at home, and that is going to be our bet the farm play. Plus, Hofstra is entering this game following an impressive win against Arkansas. I do wonder if this is a pretty bad letdown spot for them, where they ended up beating a team that most people didn't expect them to beat. Now they travel on the road. They've been awful on the road all year long. It would not surprise me if they really come out flat following that upset win the game prior. Yep, absolutely true. And of course, that was a that was sort of a neutral site game. It was played in Arkansas. It wasn't played as a home game for the Razorbacks, but it was a uh, it was a good performance. I think there is a natural letdown there. So yeah, again, twelve and zero. I don't think we stop the streak. We think we start a new one here on Bet the Farm. That's going to do it for the Hump Day Show. As always, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. We want to wish you nothing but the best on all your plays. Couldn't wait for another 30 seconds, really. Uh, I'm Scott Steen. He is Scott Reichel. You guys have a great week. Let's uh, let's get back here and do it all again tomorrow. As once again, Scott and I will guide you through the path and help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.